everyone, Spielberg Apathetis is Matt Benson here. It's a little noisy in my uh, apartment right now uh, outside. Sorry about that background noise you might hear. I'm just checking in at the start of this episode to let you know that uh, we had guest uh, Mark Bolton from Comic Nerds Unite on to talk about Hook. And uh, what happens when you get three people who really care about Hook talking to each other? We end up going long, a lot longer than we thought we were going to go. Um, you know, we didn't expect this to be another Jaws-style episode uh, when we started recording, but then it kind of turned into that. So we're splitting this up into two parts, um, just to make it a little easier for you guys to digest, because I know I, I don't always like to see a two-hour podcast in my feed. Um, but if you want to hear the whole thing now, um, you're welcome to, uh, just like we did for the Jaws episode. Um, I'll create a special URL if you just go to benviewnetwork.com slash Spielberg splash splash. Uh, we did a splash episode too. No, we didn't. Um, if you go to benvernetwork.com slash Spielberg slash bangarang, um, you will see the full two-hour behemoth uh, that is this, the, our hook episode. Um, if you just want the digestible one-hour pieces, though, uh, keep listening now, and you will get part one of our two-part hook special. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Benview on Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Matt Benson. And I'm the resident Spielberg enthusiast, Justin Kizan. And we have a guest today. For the first time? Yeah, first time. Yeah. This, this is, is, this is mostly a two-man show, man. Yeah, but uh, today we're we're proud to announce, uh, and welcome to the show, uh, host of Comic Nerds Unite, Mark Bolton. Yes, hello. Thank you for having me, everyone. Thank you for coming. It's good to see you. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, I'm so excited to do this. I know I, I a little bit shoved my way on <laughs> when I when I initially heard that you guys were doing a, uh, a Steven Spielberg podcast. I thought to myself, no matter what I do, I have to talk about Hook on it. <laughs> by hook or by crook, I got to do it. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you guys uh, letting me indulge because Hook is one of my favorite movies from my childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's. We're talking about Hook today. Um, yeah. So Mark, we we know how you feel. How do we all feel about this film, Justin? How do you? What do you feel about Hook? Very good. Yeah. Very good. You've seen it before. Uh, yes, and actually, I, uh, I guess we'll we'll peek a little. We're kind of jumping a little ahead, mm-hmm. but I have some very interesting connections to Hook. Okay. Um, that I think Matt knows about, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but uh, I'll bring those up. But I have a very strange relationship with this film. <laughs> okay. Um, but we'll get to those when when the time comes. So. Yeah, I I for a long time I had not seen it. I I had seen it before this episode. I watched it uh, right after Robin Williams uh, passed. Um, mm-hmm. But before that, I hadn't seen it. And for a long time, I actually thought. I'd literally only ever seen like the cover at Blockbuster when I worked at Blockbuster, <laughs> and I never took a good look at it. Mm-hmm. So I thought for a long time that Robin Williams played Hook in this film. <laughs> um, that is not the case. It'd be interesting. Um, but I also I would always heard good things about it, and I was surprised when I was doing the research for this episode. Hook currently holds thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. yeah, Hook is certified rotten. Yeah, and that that I'm, is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I do enjoy this film. To give you kind of. I think a good way to sum up my feelings is I'm going to read, I'm going to I'm going to read a quote that Steven Spielberg said about Hook in 2011. Sure. And then I'm going to tell you my, how I feel in relation to his feelings. Sure. 
So in 2011, Spielberg told Entertainment Weekly, there are parts of Hook I love. I'm really proud of my work right up through Peter uh, being hauled off in the parachute out the window heading for Neverland. I'm a little less proud of the Neverland sequences because I'm uncomfortable with that highly stylized world that today, of course, I would probably have done with live-action character work inside a completely digital set. But we didn't have the technology to do it then, and my imagination only went as far as building physical sets and trying to paint trees blue and red. Basically, the way I feel about Hook is the exact opposite of how Steven Spielberg <laughs> feels about yeah. Hook. It's, I don't care for the pre-Neverland sequences. <laughs> and I think if he thinks a purely digitalized mm. set version of Neverland yeah. would be better, he's an insane person. Well, it's definitely one of those, I agree. It's yeah. one of those cases where I feel like filmmakers who like Spielberg uh, and, and Jackson and Zemeckis, when they feel, they feel like... And, and, and yes. <laughs> um I was trying to not mention the obvious one. <laughs> um, but I feel like with, God, with filmmakers like them, who's been doing this since the 1970s and have always felt like they were hold, holding, holding back on what they really wanted to do visually, yeah. digital to them always came off as this, like, oh my gosh, finally. Yeah. Whereas us, we're looking at it as there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it looks <laughs> yeah. so cool. Like, like, like the look of it is a big part of why I like this yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, exactly. And it's like part of my, my feelings on the Neverland sequences is that like, um, I, I, I'll bring this up for me. It's like, I, 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 uh, in terms of Disney animated films, mm-hmm. like I liked Peter Pan when I was younger, but I was more of a Jungle Book guy. Yeah. I watched that one a lot. But Hook, the Neverland sequences made me, for some reason, something as a kid, I looked at the Hook stuff, the live action Neverland stuff, and all of a sudden, I went hard into being a Peter Pan fan after mm-hmm. that, after Hook. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I always liked Peter Pan, the animated film. but And after Hook... I went hardcore into loving the animated film all of a sudden. And yes, back when I was a child, yeah. I thought they were in continuity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Pan led the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Very few, nothing really in the, between those movies really said the other negated the other yeah. one. So mm-hmm. like maybe Toodles is the one element. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> uh, Mark, did well, you have a relationship with Peter Pan outside of Hook? Uh, not really. I had a bigger relationship with fantasy sure. in general. Like, I loved The Wizard of Oz and Alice in Wonderland as a okay. kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd never read uh, the book or the screenplay of the original Peter Pan stuff by J.M. Barry beforehand. But I love fantasy in general, so that led me quite easily into Hook. Yeah. Um, to, to date, Hook is the only version of the Peter Pan story I've ever seen. What? Or taken in. I've never seen a single S- other version. Shut the hell up. For <laughs> real? 100% true. I... One hundred percent of my Peter Pan knowledge comes from Hook. If there if there was no back of this chair, I'd fall. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, uh, in my opinion, it's the best. Like, if you're only going to see one, I would say, yeah, go watch Hook. It's yeah, the best I, of them. I saw I'm like, oh, this is the best. I'm out. <laughs> I don't need anymore. I'm actually. Out. If we were, I'll stick on Hook. But I actually, uh, like I said, I became a hardcore Peter Pan yeah. fan growing up. So like. I, I'm actually pretty fond of the live action Peter Pan movie they made back in 2006 or seven. Was that one? Uh, God, Jason Isaacs. I, I was fine with it. I'm, I'm seeing our, our we also <laughs> first we have an engineer in the room. <laughs> we have an engineer in the room. Yeah. I was fine with that one. And then, um, uh, and yeah, the, the Disney anime film. I'm pretty fond of, of yeah. those Peter Pans mm-hmm. specifically. Um, and then, but then this one has a very like strangely specifically like into my brain like yeah. big effect on me so even though i have some again conflicting interesting uh, emotions with it as i grew up but we'll get to those okay i won't get to them yeah um or should we just dive into the break breaking down the movie yeah okay mark you ready <laughs> sounds good yes i am uh bangering yeah, <laughs> um so the movie opens with a performance of peter pan 
uh, children performing Peter Pan on stage. Hmm. Um, Robin Williams is the audience with his wife and his son. It's, we get that it's his daughter on stage hmm. as Wendy. Do yes. I remember that correctly? Yeah. Wow, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Off Peter Pan it is always played by a girl in live production, sure, so she sure. could have been playing she Peter Pan. She could have been, but she was playing Wendy, yes. All right. Matt, could you say, could you say you're a Peter Pan apatheticist? <laughs> <laughs> I could, yes. Absolutely. I'm, ju- I'm your resident Peter Pan enthusiast, Justin Keyes. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's always our dynamic, no matter what the subject. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. In all things. Yeah. Um, All right. uh, Robin gets a call on his cell phone, Mm -hmm. answers it right there in the audience like a total dope. (laughs) (laughs) And you know he's a rich man because it's 1991 and Rufford's got cell phones. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Um, He's making plans for a meeting the next morning, even though, guess what? His little son's got a baseball game the next morning. What? Um, How do you like this scene, fellas? Uh, Mark, why don't you jump on this? Yeah, uh, I know Matt said that he prefers the Neverland stuff yeah. to the beginning of the movie. I love the entire movie, but I actually find, and I don't know why, I think it might have something to do with Steven Spielberg's personal touch, but I love the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. more than when he gets to Neverland. So yeah. this whole part and him like goofing off at the office and all that stuff, it's all... I don't know. It's wonderful. I can't even really put a reason to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It feels like the beginning of E.T., before Elliot goes to the uh, the shed and finds E.T. Mm-hmm. I love that part, too, where the kids are, like, farting around playing D&D. Yeah. I don't know. It's maybe just – I like Steven Spielberg doing uh, – showing us a normal family, normal life mm-hmm. before, like, the supernatural or crazy element comes in. Yeah. I, I, I really love it. I love this scene. I love all the ones coming up. Okay, well – Sorry for what I'm about to well, say to you, Mark. <laughs> well, I mean, again, let, let me let me point out, if you haven't heard the E.T. episode, <laughs> you sh- I'm uh, not shocked in Matt's reaction. I had some thoughts about E.T. and I've got some <laughs> thoughts about And so when you're saying scenes. is like, when you're saying what about the beginning of E.T., it's like, yes, Mark, I, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the guy next to me I who's mean, my co-host. I, I agree with you as well. This is like that movie I hate. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 overall, I really like this movie because I love the Neverland sequences so much, mm. but I sure. can't it's tell you how much I hate these pre-Neverland scenes. Uh, <laughs> to me, this is everything wrong with Spielberg. It's too sentimental. It's every single other movie we've seen about a bad dad before. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just, I really cannot get into these scenes like at all. I, I, I'm, I am of mixed feelings now about some of these scenes. Yeah. I will say this much. I think it's a very meta, but very uh, correct way to start the film mm-hmm. with the with the children doing yeah. Peter Pan, the play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it sets everything up. If anything, it's, it's a reminder to the audience. Like, okay, Peter Pan. If you don't know Peter Pan like Matt does, um, <laughs> then the beginning's for you. But if you sure. do know Peter Pan, uh, then uh, then this is kind of like a nice refresher. And yeah, you know, uh, a reminder that Peter Pan's always been a children's story at heart. Um, mm. So I think that opening is very important. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm also a big fan of watching the, the, the live action play, uh, the, the musical they did, of course, with... Uh, I forgot the name of the actress who played Peter Recently? Pan. No, 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 a long time ago. Oh, like okay. The one, and I forgot the name of that one. And um, I'm sure someone on Twitter is going to get mad at me for that. It's fine. Well, but <laughs> as a panapatheticist, I have no responsibility to know that. Um, but anyway, I uh, and I would, that's another thing I kind of thought was cool about the movie is is the allusions to not obviously you know not just like normal everyone knows well, most people know about Peter Pan lore, but also the play. Yeah, that's also mm-hmm. famously connected to it. So having them do eventually essentially like an elementary school version of the play i thought oh, that's a really nice way to ease us in 
yeah. to Peter Pan in the world. And yeah, we know the hook. It, the hook, pun. <laughs> <laughs> the gimmick of the film, the high concept of the film is that Robin Williams is Peter Pan. So the weird idea of Peter as an adult watching a Peter Pan play yeah. and going, hmm, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> is is going to be a nice flip when we realize, dude, that was you. <laughs> well, I also appreciate the scene because it sets up that the culture at large knows what Peter Pan is. Yeah, it's not like a world where Peter Pan really exists. Yeah, but it's not a story that's been published. Yeah, mm-hmm. both things are true. No, yeah, no, Peter Pan is is an acknowledged, well known pop culture or iconic right, literary right. character, like as he is. In our world, except for Matt, and <laughs> right. um, and also, I, I mean, I don't hate this scene as much as I hate the few that follow it. The, like, the, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. This is not a horrible way to start the movie for me, but just this, the the whole vibe of everything that follows is what really gets to me. So let's go. So the next scene is the is the baseball game. Yeah. Right? Okay. So the baseball game. Jack is the the Santa series the where Santa the hump series. is inexplicably dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, it's a holiday movie. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it came yeah. out around Christmas time. I, I, I did look that up. Um. And yeah, Jack is checking the. Yeah. Checking the you know the benches. Like, nope. Nope. No dad. No dad. Jack is the kid. We should say. Jack is his son. Yes. Yeah. Um. And Maggie's his daughter. Is a, is Peter's daughter. Yeah. And Moira. Moira is the wife. Is the wife. Um. Please. Guess who's at his office instead of the game? It's our old pal Peter. Mm-hmm. Our, <laughs> um, Can we do, talk doing about, a walk and talk? Which yeah. I want to point. <laughs> yeah. um, ha, this, I want to bring up John Williams' score here. Oh, I'm so glad you're going to do this. I, I was going to bring it up too. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so this the the music in this scene specifically, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about the the kind of more you know exciting Neverland music later. But sure. the music in this scene really gr- bothers me. Oh, I knew you were going to say. It. <laughs> And maybe, and maybe to be fair, maybe it's because so many people have kind of ripped it off since mm. then. I don't know exactly when this well, kind of music started. I'll say this much. Whatever, I was really taken aback when I was re-watching it. Mm-hmm. And like, I always knew this music in the beginning of the film, but I didn't really realize, like, as I'm listening to it now and really looking at it, I'm going, this is so unlike John Williams. Right. But I almost feel like that's the intent. It's like Spielberg told John, don't write John Williams music here. Yeah. I want you to be as, I want it to feel modern. Yeah. which, of course, will feel dated in 2016, but modern <laughs> but in 1991. still doing that kind of thing in 2016 but for, this like, was, office scenes. But they? this is very... But here's the thing. This is super 1990s music, like super 1990s family drama comedy music. Yeah. And, but it, I mean, it's it's that exact score that plays under every single scene of a busy parent yeah. at an office ignoring that yeah, game. specifically in the 90s. That's exactly... Uh, yeah. John Williams was either, I, I guess, either started just, that, which is possible, yeah. started a lot of things, or he was just emulating that. But I found that to be kind of a weird... That's the time capsule yeah, element of the I film. Yeah, hate it so oh, that's much. Fine. It's like, that's it's fine. It's like, <laughs> my soul is a chalkboard and John Williams just taking those fingernails. Oh, God, I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it. How about you, Mark? How do you feel about it? <laughs> I, I couldn't love it more, honestly. <laughs> and I was just thinking about this. Now, I know Matt said he, he only saw it after Robin Williams died for the first time. That mm-hmm. is correct. And Justin, maybe you said this and I missed it. Mm-hmm. Did you watch this movie a lot as a kid? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay, okay. I think I, I'm going to be a little biased just because I can't watch this movie and not think about the 30 other times that I've watched it <laughs> with my sister – in the middle of summer mm-hmm. where we didn't want to go outside because we weren't outside kids and we didn't like any of the kids in our neighborhood. Yeah. So uh, it, it's all just pure nostalgia for me. Right. Uh, greatest greatest soundtrack in the world. <laughs> That's not <laughs> accurate, Mark. <laughs> that might be a little hyperbolic. <laughs> uh, I'm going to 
Hey, Mark, hey, pretend Matt's not in the room. I'm kind of with you on that. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> hey, Matt. I was in the room. I have headphones What? On. Oh, man. I'm looking at the microphone. This is really cool. Normally, if I feel something opposite from Matt, I'm on my own. <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. Hey, man, we're, cool. we're life preservers. Sweet. It's, a, it's bad music and you're bad people. I'm looking for... Matt, well, don't worry. One day we'll bring a guest and I'll be the one like kind of like ganged up go. on. I'm looking for that fight. Well, bring it. But I mean, it's going to be fine when we get to Neverland because then it's just going to be a three-way love. Be, yeah. Now, Matt, I'm not going to, to deny that the music is very cheesy. Yeah. I'm not denying that. Yeah. I'm just saying it's also amazing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Um, I was always fascinated with the, the quick draw cell the phone yeah, bit. Yeah, me too. To the point where I'm going, can I convince Matt to do that today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, man. I can't get into it. I'm just too angry. I can't well, get into it. We have an engineer who's like, right next to him. <laughs> I don't hate that moment, but I'm just that scene. I'm just so angry watching it. Well, I just I, realized I that really it's the year it. of our Lord 2016, and I have everyone has a cell phone. I, I should try this once. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so next, he, he sends some intern or something to film the baseball game. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Jack doesn't consider that a, a reasonable facsimile for him being there. <laughs> um, and now they're on a plane. They're going to, they're going to, to, to merry old England. Merry old England. <laughs> to, to meet Grandma Wendy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not. Um, on Pan Am, of course. On a Pan Am. Because yeah. I don't know if yeah. you noticed, because he's Peter Pan. He's flying in a yeah. plane, but he hates flying. That's the other key thing we realized, too. That, and that, He hates flying. Maybe this is just my bias towards this part of the film, mm-hmm. but it the the him being like afraid of heights, which comes up again in Neverland. It doesn't mm-hmm. bother me in the Neverland scenes, yeah. but it feels super cheesy and on the nose to me here. Well, I mean, I can see kind of see why because yeah. it's not just that he's hey, we all know he's Peter Pan, yeah. so isn't it hilarious that he can't fly? Yeah. Side note: he's flying in a plane called Pan Am. <laughs> can I tell you something though? I didn't get the Pan Am connection until just now. Oh, wow! Because I'm a big fan of the Aviator, and all I think of when I see <laughs> Pan Am is he should have been flying TWA. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's the way of the world. It's the way of the future. <laughs> it's the way it's the a future. really subtle joke, Matt. It takes like four or five viewings to really get it. Like, I don't know if you knew this, but even when I was a child, I got that joke. But like, literally, I see the words Pan Am, and, and my brain is just so overloaded with Leonardo DiCaprio's voice saying Pan Am in, in different quotes. This is the way of the future. That it makes it impossible to think of. All I'm thinking, I see that thing, I was like, come on, their domestic roots alone are worth more than three times Pan Am. That's all I'm hearing when I see the words Pan Am. Anyway, so uh, we're... <laughs> we're in the airplane. Um, <laughs> we're in the airplane. Um, and Maggie shows uh, Peter uh, a drawing that Jack did. And Peter can't help notice that the paint, uh, it's a drawing that Jack drew of the plane burning in flames. Yeah. Uh, his mother, all of them, the whole family is, is, is out of, jumped out of the plane. Jack has a parachute. He drew Maggie with a parachute. He threw his mother with a parachute. Surprisingly interesting. His yeah. father is falling to his death. Yes. <laughs> so um, that's Peter's cue to go, I should talk to my son. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. As we talk so many, he basically says, hey, grow up, kid. You're being a little bitch, <laughs> essentially, is the gist of what he says. Which is Jack is like, I am a kid? Yeah. <laughs> a reasonable comeback from Jack. I, I, actually, I'm like, dude, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I will say he was making me even as a kid he was making me nervous playing around with that baseball oh yeah just like, throwing it at the ceiling throwing the it at the ceiling and it's like kind of it's like you know pitting it at the window I was if I I don't care I was probably like the same age as him I would have been like dude stop yeah. <laughs> it's I'm inappropriate your, behavior it's on a plane it yeah. is, it I'm, really I'm kind of with your dad sorry dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but they get Although, to England sorry I ahead. do have to bring up oh no I sorry oh, uh, go ahead. I uh, where 
his dad gives him the line yet again where he says, my word is my bond. Mm. And mm. Jack says, yeah, junk bond is my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> That's a sick burn yeah. for a kid. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, I say that in my everyday life, too. <laughs> junk bond? Mac, yeah. Uh, yeah, junk bond. Whenever anyone tells me something where I know it's kind of a raw deal to me, yeah. in my head at least, I go, yeah. Junk Bond. <laughs> and actually, uh, when you made sure to name all the characters, you said, you know, Jack's the kid. In my head, I had to stop myself from saying, yeah, Junk Bond out loud. <laughs> the, the, the character of Jack, in my mind, is completely intertwined with the line, yeah, Junk Bond. <laughs> it's amazingly delivered. I love this kid actor. He does a really great job, I yeah, think. He's fine. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> he's, I, know, I, I think he's pretty. I think in the in the realm of the many, 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 many children, Steven Spielberg has directed. Yeah. I think he's very good. But like yeah, yeah. in this film, mm-hmm. I would rank him maybe a plus fifth out of the kid actors in this film. There's a lot of good kid actors in this. Film. I'm putting all the Lost Boys above him. I, I'm saying that right now, even the minor ones. Well, I mean, that's, hey, like, that's up to the opinion. I, I think he's very good. I think he's all right. The junk uh, bond line, he, he does do a great job with it. I will give you that, Mark. There we go. All right. All right. All right. We got that one. Yeah. We got one. We got one. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the board. Let's <laughs> so get to Grandma Wendy's house. Mm-hmm. Grandma Wendy, played by Maggie Smith, aged up through the use of makeup to, like, her current day age, which is weird to see now. I know. No. I, actually, I wouldn't. I can't help myself. When I, when I was watching, like, Deathly Hallows, it finally hit me going, oh, look, Maggie's finally aged. She was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Um, they, they do a really good job with the makeup too. Like she, yeah. she, she yeah. looks like she yeah. looks today. Like side note, Maggie Smith, my longest choice for Aunt May yeah. <laughs> when I was oh. a kid. It was like she would be good. She would have. Yeah. She probably still could do it. Um, yeah, got another direction clearly now. Nah, I know. Well, uh, yeah. Wrong. Different podcast. We'll do that. <laughs> but um, she's uh, Maggie Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, Matt. Yeah, Maggie Smith. I mean, she's great. Come okay, on. just checking. Just I'm, checking, I'm, buddy. I'm not unreasonable. <laughs> 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 she's wonderful in this movie. Absolutely wonderful in this movie. Yeah, yeah. she is. It's a shame she's like stuck only in the bad parts, but whatever. <laughs> well, but the parts that really, but like they, she elevates those uh, you know, scenes in, in, yeah, in a great deal. Yeah. Um, uh, what's your thoughts on Toodles? Uh, I, you know, Toodles. He's kind of. I every. I've seen the movie twice now. Yeah. Uh, and both times, Toodles, I loved him first time I saw him, mm-hmm. and then he kind of wore out his welcome at the end of the film. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like him crawling around, exclaiming, "I've lost my marbles!" That's that's really good. That's like it's one of that's one of those really kind of like I can. That's one of those lines I feel like Spielberg laughed a yeah. lot when he heard that line. When yeah. that's mm-hmm. a line I have to make sure is delivered, yeah, perfectly. Mm-hmm. And reacted perfectly. So yeah. when he says like I just I lost my marbles, and Robin's like, okay, <laughs> that's a good moment. I will say though, overall, it's like I, it does get to a point, and I will maybe talk about this more later, mm-hmm. where I look at the way the the whole the marbles uh, saga <laughs> extends into the rest of the film. It does feel like it, it's just one of those things where it's it's like good, like it's a it's a really funny moment, a great moment at the start, mm-hmm. but. With all that comes with it, is it does is it really does it make it a better film in the end? Mm-hmm. And I, okay. I don't know. I don't know that it does for me. Okay. And we'll. I mean, we'll talk more we'll about, talk that about that yeah. in the last scene because right. that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um. Peter's on the phone. He loses his shit. Yells that yells at the family. Yeah. It's kind of frightening to see. <laughs> like yeah, Robin Williams, yes. like just genuinely really angry, screaming at children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That's you know. No, it's it's, it's <laughs> uncomfortable. I mean, uh, that's Spielberg's bag too, right? Yeah. Like uh, domestic um, drama and, yeah. and, and, and general happiness. Uh, 
concerning parents sometimes. And, not, and it's funny, you know, now that we are, you know, the part of the thing with the show, right? It's like we've been watching these once a month. Yeah. Um, and so they're so, even though like it's, almost, it's been a year plus for our show, but like looking at these scenes, I go like, oh yeah, like in Close Encounters. Yeah. You know, like the, again, this is material that I, that's so obviously that's why he wants to do it. Yeah. That mm-hmm. he can do these kind of scenes almost in his sleep. Yeah, and <clears throat> maybe he was in this movie. I say <laughs> that's kind of the thing I could say. Like, yeah, maybe this one's a, more on the nose than most. Uh, and I feel just with this and this scene too, it's so, it's just kind of so obvious and like everything's very big with the way Peter interacts with his family. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. I look at that like compared to like Jaws, which is the greatest movie ever made, obviously. <laughs> and I the the family drama with like the way Brody kind of relates to his family in Jaws is, I think one of the best family relationships I've ever, ever seen in a movie. Yeah. That, I love that. And because it's so, like, so, like Brody never, when Brody gets stressed, like, it's not him yelling at the family. He just kind of disconnects a little. Mm-hmm. And that works really well for me, whereas this just seems kind of big and obvious and I and doesn't work as well for me. And I think probably because of, I think in a weird way, it's an argument of, like, you only have so much time because yeah. in the end, people go, can you get yeah. to Neverland already? Well, that's the thing. And I'm watching the, this and I'm, yeah. I am thinking, can you get to Neverland already? I, but, feel like this, I feel like these scenes could be half as long. It's possible. But I think, you know, it's this thing where I, maybe it's the reason why for me, it's like I'm sort of okay with it being more heavy-handed yeah. here because it's it's just hammering in, this is the reason why. Even though I will say, yeah. it's on the nose. Like, yeah. it's on the nose, like, this is him. We have to establish that he's kind of being a neglectful father yeah. and a husband. and. Yeah. Like really hammered in, yeah. um, Mark, but I was you, overall fine with it. Mark, do you not feel this drags like even a little bit? Because <laughs> I really feel like by this scene, I'm like, I get it. He's a bad father. Get to Neverland. Mm. Here is an interesting thing. Uh, I hadn't watched the movie in uh, I would say five, six, seven years because yeah. I saw it literally like <laughs> once a week as a kid. Yeah. And this was also the first time I'd seen it as a father. Okay. Um, so, uh, and I'm not to the age of where Robin William is. Like, uh, my, my kid is a year and a half, and I'm certainly not a bigwig lawyer guy like uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. But it did change my viewing of the movie a little bit, mm-hmm. and it did remind me, like, okay, Mark, don't be like Robin Williams in the beginning <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> don't be a dad like that. Yeah. I see. Uh, I, but, go ahead. No. Oh, I, I also, I never realized that the movie was over two hours. Yeah. Yeah, and what I'm saying is we can get that down to a smooth hour 45. We just take out a big chunk of these scenes. I kind of want to bring up, like, I'm kind of glad that you said you were a father because I uh, wanted, I think that's the thing, what's the angle that, you know, here's the thing, I'm not, I'm not a father. I'm also not. And I feel like that's an angle that I, I tend to neglect uh, when watching movies about parents or movies that have parents as major characters. And so I can see where Matt's coming from too, but I, I for yeah. you, I'm like, I'm cur- yeah, like you kind of said something like, oh, you got to con- confirm some things. Like if you were a father, you're not going to see these things the same way as no, a guy yeah. single. <laughs> like I'm referring to myself as well. So yeah. <laughs> single with no children. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but didn't did you not get that feeling in the first scene like that? Did you need two more of the same scene after that? Well, I I find that I would rather take out maybe the scenes before rather than this one. Maybe I, yeah, I would probably mm-hmm. agree with that actually. Because I think we've all had those times where your mom or your dad, like they're at the the end of the rope and they do just kind of blow up suddenly and it's way too much of a a reaction. And it's just because they're frustrated and stuff. It's very powerful because I know like my mom and dad are the nicest people in the world. But yeah, I annoyed them every once in a while and they would blow up like that suddenly. And seeing the kids like cower back and know that, oh, we pushed it way too far. Yeah, I actually find it a really powerful scene. And yeah, I mean, it, it does. There is one or two too many of these in the film. Uh, I would agree with that. Well, I, I actually, I yeah, like going like Jack's reaction to the initial mm-hmm. one where he kind of says, like, I'm sorry. 
It's, yeah. it's the most yeah. real kid yeah. thing right. in that moment. I'll where, give that kid that moment, too. Where, He's a good actor. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Yay, we did it. Another on the board. <laughs> but uh, no, the, he that's the most realistic kid reaction. Yeah, because it really is. Because, yeah. yeah, like, no, we've all been there. Where we like, ha, ha, mm-hmm. bugging our parents. And then they're like, get so mad. And he didn't mean it, like, to be that mad at us. But we went, oh, yeah. oh shit, oh, shit, sorry, sorry. You okay. were thinking you were doing something great. So you're like, oh, I'm goofing yeah. around and I'm going to get dad involved. And then mm-hmm. you realize the tables were completely turned yeah. yeah it's i i i find it a very powerful scene mm-hmm. okay so how about this for the benson der- <laughs> cut of hook <laughs> the movie starts on the plane right mm-hmm. because i feel like it makes just as much sense mm-hmm. and it cuts out a lot of the you know, how do you feel about my my version of the film i still feel like the the opening what? at the play still works <laughs> i guess because i don't give and, a shit about peter pan but that's then, why I, that's no yeah. I think that works, Matt, as long as you work in the cell phone quick draw somewhere in nope. the film. <laughs> no, sorry, Mark. It's cut. It's gone. <laughs> Toodles and Peter oh. are like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Toodles can do it. Sure. <laughs> he's, he's a kid at heart. He's a heart. Yeah. Liza. The woman. <laughs> Liza. Oh, Liza. <laughs> Um, okay, what happens next? I just I've written down real talk. I don't remember what that meant in the context. The real of the talk film. probably was with Moira and, and Peter. Right? Okay, yeah, and Moira yeah, explaining right. that you only have oh, yeah. Yeah. a certain amount of years for them to want your attention until oh, they yeah. don't want you anymore. That is why I wrote that. Yeah. yeah. This this hit me very hard too. Her saying that, and again, my kid is not close to that age yet. Mm-hmm. But it was. I did put a little like sticky note in the back of my brain. <laughs> like, remember what she says, Mark, because that's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for these moments. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a problem with that scene. That, yeah. that, that mm-hmm. works. It's a good capper to the, to the kind of like hitting home, like for reals, Peter. Yeah, get, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Peter has to give a speech at this big event for the orphanage. Open? Yeah, when like a new building yeah. named after Wendy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But before that, like we, we do have a scene where Wendy is is talking to, to to Maggie and Jack. Oh, that's right. In the in the in the room. Yeah. The, the Peter Pan room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, reiterating the whole like. You know, because like, we apparently the fact that like it's it's played out the idea that like oh Jay and Barry met Wendy and yeah. she talked about all the you know stuff and James like I'm gonna rip off this kid's story. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Jay and Barry like was inspired by the stuff they talked about and he wrote the play and the book blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, so you know Maggie's going so you're you know Jack says you're not the real Wendy and you know Wendy's like I, well, your brother's kind of a jerk. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you yes I am <laughs> because why do you tell a child a child that Santa's not real yeah. is what it comes off as yeah. in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. So it comes off as like oh yeah like oh of course I am dog. Yeah, yeah. listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again reiterating the legend, the myth of, of, of the knowledge of yeah. Peter Pan's being a, a known concept, a known story, a known you know ch- uh, character. Um, and you know, Peter kind of, you know, then Peter Banning kind of coming in and yeah. sort of like bringing in the quote unquote reality of, like, all right, that's enough. Even though we all know he's Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, now he's at the, the, the event. He's, the speech. Event. he's sort of nervous giving the speech. Mm-hmm. He's telling lawyer jokes, but, it, you know, mm-hmm. it was fine. What do you think of this, this speech in this scene? Honestly, by this point, I'm just so checked out. I'm like, really? get yeah. to Neverland, please. Can we get some thud butt up in this piece, please? Um, you're like, uh, you're like Millhouse going. When are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I will say, if there's a scene that did personally drag for me, I would say the this, this banquet scene. Yeah. So, so you agree? I'll grant this one. Yeah. Uh, I feel like because they understand the intent. Yeah. The we're all, you know, like it's a room full of orphans that are affected by by Wendy, yeah. and there's something powerful to that. But I feel like it just isn't an, 
it didn't feel like I, there were a lot of stuff for me building up to that to make me feel like I bought it. Yeah. You know, I understood the intent and I thought Robin did a great job delivering yeah. this, the speech, but I didn't feel that emotion because I just, you know, it's just like kind of out of, you know, it just, for me, it just came off as like, there wasn't enough beforehand to really like point out, yes, Wendy is a very important yeah. woman in these mm -hmm. people's lives. Um, you just kind of told me now yeah. <laughs> um, in the film, uh, the last, and I know the last thing Matt needs is more stuff before we yeah, ever land. Right. So <laughs> there was kind of no real way around this. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what's happening at while the banquet is going on? Meanwhile, Justin, what's going on well, back at the house? <laughs> creepy ass shit's what's happening. That's right. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Some good stuff. Holy crap. <laughs> Nightmare fodder. If there is anything. <laughs> That's that good stuff. That's what I want to see. <laughs> um, this is where, yeah, you know, this is all, everything in the, in the play, everything in the room uh, is when John Williams is, uh, Awesome music starts really kicking this in. Some of that John Williams music. That, comes that, that in. good old sweet yeah. piratey yeah. adventure music. And mm -hmm. no, is I the more really an iconic shot for me is 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 the hook. Yeah. The window hook. Yes. That yeah. looks like Captain Hook. Yeah. Hook like opened up by itself, and I went ooh. Even as a kid, that just. Yeah. broke my brain i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets crazy scary after that like it's like exorcist creepy yeah. <laughs> it's like blankets fly everywhere yeah. flying around they take the kids they take the kids kids yep. are gone mm -hmm. uh parents get home kids gone what's on the wall liza's screaming they can't hear them screaming yeah. Yeah. liza was a little much for me uh, liza was i would first i thought did they did captain hook rip her ear off in the way it was shot as a child i thought she was bleeding oh interesting i thought it was horrifying she just was like the children are screaming but oh my god oh my god <laughs> um yeah no the kids are gone yeah. and, and then toodles you know there, there's a note yeah, there's a note for that that Wendy sees with a good old fashioned pirate knife and a and a note yeah. and old parchment paper, parchment yes. paper going like Peter, we got your kids, we got your kids, come to Neverland, sign Captain Hook. And oh, but I love that it's very uh, respectful. It says like I hereby, mm -hmm. uh, I forget, yada yada yeah. yada. Well, yeah. it, it would be bad form otherwise. It was very cordial, exactly. right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's when kind of toodles does the whole like okay stop fucking around now dude <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fly you gotta fight you gotta crow <laughs> yeah um so then uh wendy tries to get peter to remember who he is and who he was i like this bit a lot actually it's a good it works but it's also like i mean it's very hard to do because it is it's someone's grandma telling <laughs> telling him that hey i used to be in love with you yeah, it's yeah that that's a <laughs> that was a little uncomfortable that was a little and i think that's that's almost the intent here yeah. you know they're like yeah wendy's kind of leaning in like going hey i was waiting for you on the wedding day to say hey never mind right go with me and peter's like Haha, what? what's happening what's up <laughs> but i uh, a sh the moment that I'll, like it's always burned in my brain mm -hmm. is you know like you know like you know wendy's looking at him going like for god's sake peter don't you know who you are yeah. she pulls the book takes mm -hmm. the little leaf over and there's that drawing yeah. of a peter pan character and Peter is doing the Peter Pan Superman pose, yeah. mm -hmm. and he doesn't know he's doing it. And I always love that. Yeah. I, like just in, even though he's buried this part of his life so down, yeah. he doesn't remember it. There's always a little part of him that will do some of the elements. And as a kid, I thought that was always great. Yeah. It's just it, his muscle memory. Yeah, about yeah. Peter Pan aspects. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and kudos to Maggie Smith for really selling this scene too. Yeah. she does a really great mm -hmm. job. Yeah, um, she did. Pete doesn't believe her though. 
<laughs> um, it's going to take something else to get him to believe, and that's something else. Yeah, that's something else called whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Tinkerbell. <laughs> well, it started with Wegum. That's true. Yeah. It started with some whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting well, that drunk. was like his last touch of adulthood before he went on this adventure with yeah. whiskey. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, drinking the adult drink. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Daddy juice. <laughs> <laughs> what keeps dads going. <laughs> um, so Tinkerbell comes. She's like, come on, Pete. We got, you got to get your shit together. You got to get the kids back. Mm-hmm. He still doesn't believe her. There's like a whole thing where he says he doesn't believe in fairies and she pretends that he's killing her. Which is kind of this great, hilarious uh, nod to the play. Yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. whole, like, clap your hands, yeah. you know. And it's like, it's the thing, it's like, you know, that's the big part in the play. We watch a play version of, of Peter Pan, you know, Peter's asking the audience, clap, clap, clap. Yeah. And in this bit, it's almost like Tink's aware of this play. Yeah. And she knows that's actually not, doesn't really work on them. Works, yeah. But she's almost, like, kind of mocking it yeah. to get yeah. Peter's attention. It's fun. And, um, yeah, no, and she's like, come on, clap, clap. Oh, my God, clap, dude, yeah. stop. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think of J.L. Roberts? That's Tinkerbell. I think she's good in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think her character's a little underdeveloped, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, the whole thing of Peter thing is a little thrown on. I'll, yeah. <laughs> um, also, like, maybe, like, all the female characters in this movie, like, like because Maggie, mm-hmm. like, really doesn't have anything to do for yeah. most of the movie. It's she's the adorable Jack. little sister. That's, yeah. That was the character she was Yeah, she really gets shoved off into a corner after a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, Tink, you know, Julia Roberts is, is very good in the part. Yeah. Um, it's funny, too. I know casting her was a big like like hot like like a she's the current hot actress so it's yeah. like yeah. julia roberts is tinkerbell was this pre or post pretty woman definitely post pretty woman okay so people, america fell in love with her as a hooker and then and children, she's tinkerbell and then and then children of various ages started falling in love with her and not sure why yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not trying to judge i'm just saying that, that that is an interesting casting choice yeah for sure yeah um and uh i was reading on um wikipedia about the movie mm-hmm. that um Carrie Fisher was actually brought in to rewrite Julia Roberts' dialogue, and she was uncredited. Huh. Yeah. I've heard that about now, a few movies, actually. Carrie mm-hmm. Fisher does she, some She's done some ghost screenwriting, yeah. yeah. I, I had no idea. I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I do agree that Ingerbell's character, uh, I like that she's always in Peter's corner. You know, she's the one that initiates him going to Neverland and him yeah. really remembering who he is. Mm-hmm. But after that, yeah, she kind of falls to the wayside and I am not a big fan of her being in love with him. And yeah, yeah. Up. Weird. a little weird. It's yeah. a little weird. We'll get to that scene for sure. But I, I, okay. So I yeah. think we're all unanimous on that element. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think, yeah, no, she's uh, delightful and specifically, specifically in the first chunks of the, of the Neverland stuff. And yeah. I can, it's funny. Yeah. I, I forgot about the Carrie Fisher thing, but I can see that, Yeah, you know, like it's almost if like, like Steven went like, I need I need it for Tink to sound more like a woman, yeah. for, you know, like, a real, like an actual person, and yeah, um, you know, let's hire Princess Leia. Yeah. <laughs> um, so okay. Peter's still not buying it. Eventually, Tinkerbell says, "Screw it!" Just wraps him up in the in the homemade parachute that Maggie had made, mm-hmm. and drags him to Neverland. Yeah. And thank God, here's where the movie gets good. A half yes. hour later. Half hour later. Yeah. Yeah. All that fucking setup. Give me the pain. Yes. Give me the pan in the Neverland. Ooh, just oh. shoot it right in that vein. Yes. At this point, my wife looked at me and she said, "It's a half hour, and we're just now getting to Neverland." Yeah. It did really blow me yes. away how the, slow this movie can be. Yeah. It oh, is. It, it's a lot of setup. Oh, uh, once we get to mm, Neverland, yeah. buddy, we got that good. Stuff. <laughs> Full steam ahead. Yeah. 
I'm uh, talking about Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Introducing yeah. Captain Hook. Ooh. One of the most delightfully fun scenes in the history of cinema, perhaps. I, you know, the bit, actually, like, okay, so let's go. To, so before we jump to that one, sure. I, uh, I'm very excited to get I know, I can see that. This is awesome. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, Peter wakes up yeah. and basically he thinks it's Peter wakes up in that reaction of oh my god did I wake up in the middle of Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland and this is very <laughs> fun too <laughs> I love 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 will always love Pete, uh, Tink teaching Peter how to act like a pirate yes that is great yeah. too that's a lot of fun. That's uh, it's it's a it's almost the most it's last, that's why he cast Robin Williams. Yeah. Because he's such yep. a physical comedic Absolutely. actor. And yeah. this bit is so good where he's like, Okay, uh, slot your arms slot your arms. Uh, uh, pretend like you only can look at your one good eye really that well. Yeah. You got your your leg is made out of wood. Yeah. Drool. Yeah. Okay. Then give an R R R are you? Yeah. I'm all right, you all oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I think last night I went back to I just watched that clip two more times. I'm like that's a really good bit. <laughs> like, it is, yeah. Ah, one more time. <laughs> yeah, that's and really I guess fun. This maybe marks the beginning of where Robin Robin Williams really comes into his own because mm-hmm. he's now gonna do what he's best at. Yeah. 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 Um, also, this. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Kind of reminds me of another Robin Williams movie that has sort of maligned, but that I love, mm-hmm. and that the the sets here, specifically in like the pirate area of Neverland, they they kind of have a very similar visual feel to the sets of the island for Popeye. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like seeing Robin travel through those similar-looking sets. This time as a straight man, and yeah. not Popeye. It's it's a very nice, interesting kind of juxtaposition. Side note: I love me some Robert Altman Popeye. Right? <laughs> it's so good. People don't get it. <laughs> like I, Robert Altman apparently didn't either. I'm like, screw that, dude. Yeah. Popeye's one of the best comic movies ever made. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mark, how do you feel about the Robin Williams starring Robert Altman directed Popeye? I've actually never seen it. I've always been really interested. Oh, I need to look that. for it on Netflix give or something. A, give it a check. It's very good. Okay, I will. Um, so then, yeah, so that we, we do all that, and now Super Mario himself. That's <laughs> <laughs> me. Oh, Eddie Valiant himself. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing uh, Hook using his actual accent for a change. Uh-huh. Or, you know, a, a more exaggerated version of his accent. And it's just so good. I just, I man, yeah. I, man, oh, do I love me some Bob Hopkins? Me, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And his like hidden ocean is so good. Mm-hmm. And then Hook comes out, and then that's so <gasps> good. If you want to talk about again, I was rewatching the, just the way this was shot and edited is just kinetic and exciting and, and fanciful and, yeah. and and just I think the uh, the bit I actually kept watching and just kind of I remember like oh I have to reexamine that as a guy who like likes editing and filming like I have to reexamine this bit where it's just. Hook, you know, like Smee gives the hook to, you know, in the room, yeah. goes dark, spark, hook, yeah. <laughs> black, dissolves into Smee's mouth, and then we pan out to see the Smee's talking to in the megaphone. Yeah. And I remember going, I need, I need to know, my brain was like, I need to know if that was a dissolve to the mouth. Yeah. That was so weird last night. I went, hold, hold on, let me, wait. Yeah. <laughs> that does dissolve. Okay, I just wanted to know. Sorry. <laughs> just very, just smoothly edited introduction yeah. of Captain Hook. And what I love here too is, as much as the you know we, we've got like Tinkerbell kind of mocking the clapping things, and there's just kind of meta and, and pointing out the world Peter Pan in the beforehand. Mm-hmm. But as soon as Hook comes out, he is just fully one hundred percent committed to this character, <laughs> this like pirate villain loves being a villain, <laughs> but still cares about like you know uh, etiquette. <laughs> it's interesting. I realize that. Dustin Knopfman does not have a ton of villain roles in his resume. No, no yeah. which and is a shame. He it, he's very good. In this he's movie. very good, and it's so hard to remember that it's Dustin Hoffman because he yeah. disappears yeah. into this role yeah. so completely. No, he's he's incredibly perfectly menacing in the part, yet yeah. it's still extremely extremely charming. Yeah, um, and funny, and, and just funny, and oh. very piratey. Yes. And he's just 
Oh, those teeth always. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh god, he's so good. He's he so really good. is. I didn't know for years that it was Dustin Hoffman, right? Until like I was definitely a grown-up, and I went, "Oh, really? That's Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> that was Rain and, Man?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my wife and I, we, she watched the movie with me, and we've been discussing it off and on. And she was talking about how she sees where there's some criticism about Dustin Hoffman playing a villain. Because he's definitely not a physically imposing man, you know. He's very short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I literally cannot see any criticism with Captain Hook <laughs> no, uh, as Dustin Hoffman as Captain Hook. He is perfect. He is it's more like I don't even see Dustin Hoffman playing Captain Hook. I just see Captain Hook and Dustin Hoffman <laughs> is in those other movies and stuff. But this yeah. is just literally Captain Hook. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the greatest villains in all of uh, fiction, yeah. honestly. Oh God, yeah, no yeah. matter. But he, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm with you. Even you know, from book and this and anime yeah. film and this version, it's like, yeah, Whatever, it's just Captain Hook. It's, it's just really great. No, yeah. no, um, no. His delivery is just like quotable. Yeah. It's like you're yeah. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and now, uh, would you say his accent? Well, his voice is amazing. Like it fits Captain <laughs> Hook perfectly. Yeah. Do you think it's a good English accent? I couldn't decide. <laughs> I on think that. it's a good pirate accent. I think. I think yeah, that's, yeah. That's what it is, Matt. He's it's not like, from England. He's lived his life on the sea. He's from. Right. No, he's from pirate. Yeah. In the same way it's, that like Quint and Jaws, that's not like a Boston accent. No, no. That's not a Massachusetts accent. That's a seaman accent. That's a, that's a seaman. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I like that. Makes sense. It's an A plus Captain, or it's an A plus. Captain Hook or pirate accent. Yes. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, Makes sense. I always loved the little detail too of the of the of the of the stairs that have a built-in red, <laughs> red carpet. Yeah. <laughs> just for Hook. <laughs> just for Hook. Captain Hook is all about the theatricality yeah. with the kidnapping beforehand, and yeah, just him presenting himself in that red carpet. Yeah, yeah that's all part of the fun of Captain Hook. Yeah. Right. Um, but Hook, he, so he's he's really hyping up this upcoming war between him and Peter Pan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, but he reveals that he knows someone has bet against him yeah. in the war. And he's singling people out on the ship. It's really great. Everyone's like, is it, no, I mean, not me, right? Not me. Uh, it's hard when he's pointing with his hook and everyone's like, well, there's no real obvious kind of... <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a curved so It's curved, object. so is it me or him? Yeah. And then it finally gets narrowed down to two people, mm-hmm. uh, Peter and uh, a, a pirate played by the great Glenn Close. <laughs> by the great Glenn Close. <laughs> with a beard. Um, and it turns out it is Glenn Close. Yes. Uh, so she gets thrown in the. What Wait, really? That was Glenn Close. Yeah, that was the, Glenn Close. The pirate in the boo box. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah we blew his <laughs> blue marks mine. Yeah. <laughs> I've always thought that, even as a kid, I was like, "There's something going on with that actor." I mean, like, mm-hmm. clearly that beard is fake, but yeah. I've always thought that's a very feminine-looking man. Holy crap! Well, there, because yeah. you're correct. It's, yes, it's, it's a woman. <laughs> um, wow. I actually still. Okay. Okay. I actually don't. I forgot. To look up why Glenn Close. Yeah, it's an odd choice. I mean, she's I, good, but I, I, it is an odd choice. I, wait, wait, wait. We'll, we'll get back to that. Our, our engineer is so, doing some research for yeah. us. But uh, again, it's one of those things that Spielberg. I'm again, I'm imagining Spielberg cackling, going, "Wouldn't it be hilarious? <laughs> we got one of the like one of the most respected actresses, yeah, and I'm, and she's completely unrecognizable. <laughs> yeah. and, and it she's wasn't a, it wasn't her voice though, right? No, it's her. It's yeah, that's it's her, her voice. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, they didn't. Oh. She's not required okay. to do much. She was just very much. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, and then her cry of "No, not the boo box." Uh, that sticks with me. That's very scary. Well, yeah. No nightmare. Again, nightmare fodder. Yeah. So where so it's like scorpions boxes, in a box, yeah. and I'm like, nope. They put her in a box. They toss some scorpions. In. I'm even nervous for the guys holding the scorpions to toss yeah. in the box. That's that's reckless behavior. Well, they're they're pirates. They're yeah. tough. Uh, they're tough so boys. 
so I'll go into like a little side mm-hmm. talk real quick. Okay. Um, so uh, I have my, part one of my couple my weird experience with Hook. Yeah. Uh, when I went to film school in two thousand seven, okay. um, yeah, I, I want to do point out at, at a young early age, I made a, I made a bizarre choice to make Cap- made Hook the movie I didn't like. Okay. As a at an early twenties angry film fan, <laughs> yeah. I decided. Uh-huh. Hook was the movie I thought was overrated and not good anymore, okay. which pissed off many of my friends. And <laughs> but overrated for a film that has thirty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. You didn't know that at the time. Obviously. I did. Well, no, I did know that at the time. Well, I mean, not Rotten Tomatoes, but obviously yeah. we knew. I knew critically it wasn't very yeah. popular. And I remember, you know, it was like it's. We've talked about this a long time ago, you and me, Matt. But it's like it's. It is almost funny that almost any growing young film fan yeah. decides that if you're going to pick a fight yeah. with anyone, you decide you're going to pick a Spielberg movie yeah. to pick a fight with to prove that you're not. You got some taste and you have a line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Hook, as an early age, for early 20s, me went Hook. Because yeah. that's the one I don't think a lot of people are going to argue me on yeah. until I met the rest, until the rest of my friends were like yeah. looking at me with, with stabby eyes. <laughs> um, but even at my point of being most critical at Hook, in 2007, I was in film school and I had to do a scene from a movie called Harvey. Mm-hmm. You know, I just picked one of the scenes from the Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Stewart film. Yeah. And I had to cast a role. And uh, one of the roles was this like, kind of old former. Uh, a criminal who, was, who just got out of jail, whatever. Um, and I cast this one uh, gentleman who's very, you know, very nice, perfectly aged for the part. And I looked in his resume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hook. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, yeah I am. I'm in, I'm in Hook. Uh, as what? Oh, one of the pirates. Oh, that makes sense. Cool. Oh, great. And you know, we were rehearsing, and my, you know, we got some time to kill. And I was like, even though I was very critical of Hook, I was like, hey, how was shooting on Hook? <laughs> It's like, oh, no, it was cool. It's like, how's Robin Williams? Oh, he was great. Spielberg? Oh, no, he's fantastic. I mean, even then, he was like, well, to be fair, I was kind of a glorified extra, but they credited me. I'm in it. I'm like, okay, oh, cool. So, like, but how long was the shoot? Like, all of a sudden, I had all these hook questions for yeah. a movie that yeah. I thought I was super critical on. Yeah. I'm like, huh. Okay, but wait, I mean, maybe because I'm more impressed by the fact that this is a man who's gotten directed by Steven Spielberg. That's yeah. fine, whatever. Yeah. But hey, no, but like, how was the costumes? And like, oh, that's like. <laughs> um, so, that's one of couple of weird hook connections i have okay. in my life but that's uh we'll start from here and i okay. side note i i kept trying to find him in this re- in this reviewing i'm like is it you but it's kind of hard because you know old man and beard plenty of them in this scene yeah <laughs> plus so you met him in 2007 which he was much older yeah so. <laughs> already 17 years yeah. the post hook yeah yeah kind of hard but um, <laughs> then the kids are unveiled mm-hmm. and rob williams can can hold his tongue no more yeah he says those are my kids mm-hmm that's where we get Hook's great line. Your Peter. Your Peter. Those, those, are, my, those are your children. <laughs> your Peter. Yes, it's me. <laughs> Which I, I wrote down, your Peter here, because it is such a great line. It's such a great read. Um, he says, so he hoists the kids up high. Mm-hmm. He says, if you're Peter, you fly up there and touch their hands, and, and I'll give them back to you right now. Yeah. Um, another great little exchange here is Peter can't fly at this point, obviously. Right. So he tries to climb the mast. He can't really do that. And he says, come on, give me a hand. And Hook says, I already have. <laughs> That's a great little exchange. Um, what happens next? Justin? Um, he's, yeah, it's this bit where Jack, again, it's, even though Jack just had his argument with his father, obviously he's now like, hey, dad, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So his arm is like, dad, just touch. Yeah. And it's this last bit of like, don't disappoint me. Even though it's kind of unfair, mm-hmm. unrealistically unfair, because it's a hard situation for both of them. But Jack is almost going, "Don't disappoint me again. Please yeah. just get my hand, and we can go home." And Peter quits. Yeah. When he says, "You're not even trying," when yep. Jack says that, that oh. was as a father. This was a hard scene to watch. To know, like, <laughs> there's no physical way for him to get to his kids, mm-hmm. yeah. and to know, I mean, 
Captain Hook was probably lying, but the only thing you have to do in order to get out of this horrible situation is just touch those kids, and you just can't, and you know you can't. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was tough. That's, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. That's really rough, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Scary scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Hook's disappointed. He's like, war off. Kill Peter. Kill the kids. We're yeah. done. Uh, but then Tinkerbell comes in. She's like, no, listen, give me, give me a couple days. Mm-hmm. I'll train them up. You can have your war. Because I don't know if you guys realize, like, Hook's, like, He's got a boner for murder and pan. Yeah. That's his last yeah. thing in life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've done seeing, everything else. I need to murder seeing, me a pan. Yeah. <laughs> seeing Captain Hook so sad and dejected, that was really tough to watch, too. Yeah. Because you, care, you care so much for this villain. Yeah. You're like, oh, he wants this noble fight. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, man. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Captain Hook. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, no, it's like kind of realizing that you had a crush on this one person for like your whole life. Then you caught, caught up with them and you realize, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're, You're not that person I thought you were. The yeah. um, um, hook agrees to Tink's terms. Yeah. Uh, Peter gets confused. always loved Tink just shaking Hook's hook. Yeah. It's a great visual. So he cuts Peter loose. Peter falls into the ocean where he is saved by mermaids who he makes out with. Well, they're giving him, they're giving him <laughs> air. Giving but air? but okay. let's not lie. Let's <laughs> not lie. Into it. Pete, Pete, Pete's like, well, Moira's not here right well, now. You know, the whole, They're helping me. The whole end of the movie will be about a big about his love for Moira, but he's just gonna make out with these mermaids real quick. <laughs> They're helping him, Matt. He was drowning. He saw a little <laughs> sneaky opportunity to make out with. Would the you not? Let me ask you. In his situation, am I married? <laughs> no. If you were married and you're about to die, Mark? and three very beautiful Mark, Mark? you're married you and you're about married. to die. Are you, are you going to make out with three mermaids? This is this is a tough one. <laughs> Listen, is your wife in the room as we speak? Uh, no. All right, go ahead, man, buddy. It's just us, th- us, us three, four. If you count the, the engineer and whoever is listening, it's a small. <laughs> I, be, be I might make out a little bit. All right. Mm. Oh, one well, thing this about is a this trap. I'm gonna email your wife right now. <laughs> oh, tell her no. Just this clip. Marriage <laughs> over. Oh, we, we, oh, we've got wait, breaking news. We got breaking news. We got breaking news. I'm gonna put the mic to him so he can say it. Uh, she was friends with uh, Dustin Hoffman, and she was just visiting set, and they said, "Hey, do you want to jump in?" And okay. she said, "Yeah." Also, her character name was Gutless. Awesome. That's an interesting detail. <laughs> and uh, in defense of Peter and the Mermaids, uh, I mean, if the Mermaids, they were friends in the old story that Benson doesn't know. <laughs> friends with benefits, it looks like to me. Um, thank you. That's 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 actually thank you, Andrew, for that. That's actually really cool to know. Like, hey, I'm hanging out. Want to yeah. be in the movie? Fuck, all right. <laughs> that's a fun, like, a uh, big time extra. You know, like, I mean, she yeah. has a few lines. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. Oh, also about the mermaids, I find often in kids' movies, mm-hmm. I call them a moment for dad. <laughs> <laughs> as as Don DeMello from Comedy Bamboo would say, it's something for daddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, there's, there's the mermaids in here. And also, I was watching the 90s Ninja Turtles movie, the yeah. first one. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where April O'Neil's talking to Casey Jones. And you can pretty much see through her shirt. And I always go... <laughs> They clearly just, they were like, here, here's a little something for the dads and the audience who brought the kids. <laughs> uh, I got to drag my kid to see this junk. And then, oh, exactly. it's not bad. Oh, uh, a great moment for guys. Me. He's drinking his whiskey. <laughs> cool culture, America. <laughs> moment for dads. There's a couple of do- old Doctor Who companions that they coined that term for as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so the mermaids bring Peter mm-hmm. to the Lost Boys. Yeah. 
Tink's happy to see that he's alive. She kind of made this deal and was like, oh shit, I guess Peter's dead. <laughs> but she's happy to see he's alive. Mm-hmm. Lost boys are, are, you know, they're a little confused. They don't know what to think. Mm-hmm. Just looking at this fucking grown-up and they're being told it's Peter Pan? That yeah. doesn't seem right. Rufio's not going to buy that. Ah. Uh, yeah. None of it. Yeah. Rufio. 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 Um, Let's talk about Rufio. Please, yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> You got you like him? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Even though he's kind of a prick. Yeah, he I, is. I like the guy. <laughs> yeah. Mark, thoughts on Rufio? Uh, yeah, he serves his role well in the film. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not rooting for him because we right. all know that you know banning is pan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, it, it's nice to see him uh, when he eventually changes his mind about Peter. So part two of my weird connection to Hook. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rufio, okay, Rufio is a very interesting perspective on my end because uh, actor Dante Bosco is mm-hmm. Filipino-American. Yeah. And so you have to imagine uh, 1991 when they announced a, a Filipino-American kid got cast in a, in a major role in a Steven Spielberg role yeah. movie. Um, the, the Filipino community was like, holy shit, wow, awesome, <laughs> cool, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. And it's because of that that he's still kind of a hero to guys my age and, and, and younger or a little older, whatever. It's like, I was a kid and I saw for the first time in a major motion picture, in a movie I was watching in a theater, a Filipino guy yeah. be kind of heroic and kind of awesome. And like, especially back then, like that, you would not see that a lot. No, no, it's, no, exactly. And it's like, you know, like, you, you know, like there was, there, I wouldn't have been shocked if Rufio was originally was like, we're going for a white kid, but then in comes mm-hmm. Dante and yeah. there was like, no, this guy. Yeah. And, um, Again, now my weird connection. Um, so yes, I did direct uh, an act. One of those got an extra pirate from from Hook. Uh, a year later, I directed Dante Bosco. Oh wow! Oh wow! Nice. Awesome. Um, it was on a short comedy sketch video where uh, a friend of mine he he wrote the sketch and it started a bunch of other kind of like Asian M actors are kind of known in the LA community. But then he's like, oh, I got a I got Dante in too. I'm like, cool. Wait, what? <laughs> and again, again, I was still in my phase of. Hook. I mean, but then he's like, I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 I got Dante. Really? What are we doing with him? And I shit you not, the scene was basically Dante calling back to Rufio. Oh, yeah. So, oh, so yeah, no, there's the, I'll send you guys the, the video later, but it's this, uh, it's this weird bit where it's like two guys are robbing his house yeah. and at one point they wake, he wakes up, he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? And the, and the guys are like, holy shit, it's Rufio. Yeah. And, um, there's a bit in the video where he is holding, and yes, Dante still owns the pan sword. Oh, nice. Oh, he man. still owns it. And there's a bit at the end of the video where he, he crows. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I directed him to crow. And as soon as I was done, and I'm, brain, I'm like being very calm and collected as an adult. And then I uh, kind of put back my brain, holy shit. The only other guy to direct Dante Bosco the Crow mm-hmm. was Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Um, That's a good feeling, I bet. I, yeah. uh, and then, to be fair, um, since then, Dante's been throwing on that Rufio thing to anyone he would ask. <laughs> so he's been he's done the Rufio thing several times since. Um, but at the time, he didn't do it that much. So, yeah, I was. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I, I was. All right, well, this wraps up part one of our Hook discussion. We hope to see you all next week for part two, um, where we'll start mid-Rufio talk uh, to, to finish up on Hook. Um in the meantime, you can check all our stuff out at uh, BenViewNetwork.com for me. That's where all the great podcasts are. Um, AgentsOfGuard.com for Justin. And uh, Comic Nerds Unite, which is on the BenView Network for Mark. 
Uh, check out all that stuff, and we'll see you next week with more Hook. Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast. Like what? Like toys and movies and video games and books and other stuff. Poo. Talk about poo? Definitely talk about poo. And you, if, you, if that sounds cool to you and we talk about it every week, go to RadioBrendo.com or go to our page on BenviewNetwork.com. And yeah, thanks a lot. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.